This is Revisiting Haven. Hey, Havenites. This is Amy J. And with me as we talk about Haven is Amy S. Yes. Amy S. The other Amy. Hey, guys. Um, so we are here to discuss the switcheroo part two. Yes. And as usual, before that, we have announcements, news. We Do don't we? have that much, Amy, because as we said last time, Haven is in full production and there's not a lot going on outside of the set. Um they're filming episode 520, which we all know, or we should know by now, is the episode that Colin Ferguson is directing. Uh, Sean Pillar put up a photo on his Instagram of the table read with Colin there um, with everybody wearing hats, except Emily, because they couldn't ruin her hair. She wasn't even in the photo, uh, or at least her face wasn't. Um, we got a tweet from the writers that they are breaking episode 526, which would be the you know last episode of this 26 uh, season, 26 episode season that we've got. Um, and just a reminder, they're filming right up until the week before Christmas, and that's only eight or nine weeks from now, and they've still got uh, seven or eight episodes to get filmed. So they've got to hustle and push through to get this done. Uh, we know they will, but um, they're working hard to get it all done. Absolutely. And um, one non-related but kind of Haven-related news, of course, is that Eric Balfour's Electric and Rose Company is officially launched. Go online and get some yoga and surf and activewear. Yeah, and so you guys should check it out. It's beautiful stuff. The website launched. Uh, Eric had flown back to L.A. for the launch, and I guess he flew back to Nova Scotia after that. But um, if you're if you're looking for things, check it out. And we saw all the cast and a lot of his uh, friends tweeted uh, their support, so that was kind of fun to see. Definitely, definitely. And so I guess the only other thing, um, one, if you have not watched The Old Switcheroo Part 2, not really sure why you're listening to this, but spoilers, uh, because Audrey is back, I am recognizing October 24th as National Haven Day. Whoa. Well, National Haven Day, I love it. Right? I mean, our girl, Audrey Parker, is back. She's back on the scene, and I've always said that this show is about Audrey Parker and her and, her, and the town of Haven. Right. So now that she's back, I think we should recognize it. Um, I love it. Thank you. So and anybody else wants to recognize National Haven Day, use the hashtag pound. Oh, no. What is it? Hashtag. Yeah, the pound sign. Yeah. Hashtag National Haven Day when you tweet on Friday. Okay. Okay. So uh, we'll talk more about Friday's episode at the end. But Friday and leading up to Friday, hashtag National Haven Day, October 24th, Friday, 2014. Here's what you do. Use the hashtag, but okay. also tell a friend about Haven. It's yes, on Netflix. Get everybody you know to watch it. Right. It's on Netflix. Get them to watch that episode. I think it'll be a great episode. Brian Milliken wrote it. Shernald uh, Edwards says it's a wonderful episode. Her favorite of the episodes she's seen so far, which is a very bold statement. So, you know, I, I'm going to go on faith with that. And Brian has written some great episodes. So get them to watch that episode and i think it's great why because audrey is back right october 24th we're on fridays at seven o'clock on sci-fi in the u.s and there's plenty of time for you guys to go get dinner you know watch it with some friends get dinner afterwards or get dinner and watch it with it you know whatever you want to do there's right. plenty of time plan accordingly so the point is get one friend at least one friend to watch haven some point this week anytime whatever that's our mission that's your mission Get them ready to watch National Haven Day. Or share a photo or something about the show with a friend. 
So that's all it is. Yeah, got it. If you can't get them to watch, just tell someone about it. So, but to, for you people who do watch, let's kind of talk about the old switcheroo part two. Okay. So we can kind of get to understanding why Audrey is back. Wow. This episode had everything. I think I was telling Amy before we started recording, this might've been the Haven episode that has given us the most info and the most reveals and given us questions and immediately answered them. They threw everything at us in every scene in this episode. And I am just going to preface this podcast discussion that I have only watched this about two or three times and I'm still processing it all and I still don't understand it, but uh, we're winging it here and I'm, we're recording anyhow. <laughs> we, we love to give you these things, um, but she's right. There was a lot going on in this episode and we may not cover it all because of how many things were going on, um, right. but it was, it was a good episode. A lot of things happened. You had your humor, you had progress on the storyline front and you got Audrey back. So let, let's, st- let's start with, with the pairings because that kind of helps with things. Uh, right. The Teagues. Right. Well, we had this brother theme going. We had the Teagues, Vince and Dave. We had the troubled brothers, Skip and Jeffrey. And to me, we even had um, the brothers of uh, Nathan and Duke. You know, their bromance, their friendship. They're kind of like brothers. So to me, it was kind of a very brother theme. So it's well put. So Vince and Dave, of course, our favorite uh, elderly couple of Haven. I mean, um, I think Vince said it the best. Uh, I know what you're going to say. I I have to because it was my. I I say it every time how much I love these two and and everything they do, and even when they portrayed the other. um, Oh, he'll be okay, and if he's not, we both end up in the ground. Well, that's all right too. I wouldn't want to go on without him. I knew you were going to talk about that. I knew you were going to say that line. I wouldn't want to go on without right because for reasons. Yeah, Yeah. Um, that was cute. That was touching. And for Dave to say it, right? After everything that's been going on. Right. Dave says this. And I think uh, I loved the episode with them for for their relationship because I think that they are um, brothers and they do a great job representing that. Oh, absolutely. And it's just another love story of Haven, you know, the brotherly love. Yes. And and let's talk about the, the, bro- the troubled brothers. Cause Skip and Jeffrey. Troubles run in the family. I have to admit, I did not get this. I had trouble with um, their reunion where they just kind of, after all these years, forgive and forget. And they did forgive and forget because it resolved the trouble. And you have to get emotionally right again, or you have to deal with your emotional issues to resolve the trouble. Um, so I, to me, it seemed a little quick. But, I think you know, honestly, I understand creative license. And well, I, I think there that what was going on is right. Um, Skip, right in Jeffrey's body, mm-hmm. was in the Freddy, and I think it's because he was there and he saw all the problems going on and had time to reflect on what had happened. He may not have known what had happened in the sense he thought he was going crazy, right. but. Um, Maybe he just realized there's no point in crying over spilled milk and whatnot. Yeah, and he had more empathy for the situation. And, and yeah, that's a good point, Amy. It's it's strange. It is. Um, it did take me a while to figure out. I was like, I don't understand. Wait. So Allison, she's married to him, but that's not oh, yeah. him. And then, oh, she had the affair. Oh, and now she's happy. Okay, got it. You know, it took me a little bit to, to actually work through that. And, and oh, I'm kind of interrupting. Sorry. No, go ahead. What was it with their troubled guy, though? 
Skipper Jeffrey, the one who he had to wear gloves because his touch is what brought about the switch. That was like a throwback to the Jordan trouble, kind of, sort of, him wearing the gloves. And it's back into this touch thing with Haven, you know, these troubles that have to do with touch and the Nathan and Audrey touch. And and even in um, that flashback that uh, Vince had in Dave's body, when the guy was riding Croatoan on the tree, somebody came and touched him and then he kind of fell to the ground. I mean, we're back to this touch thing. We've said it before that it seems to be a recurring thing that happens subtly, mind you. Yeah. I mean, if you, you weren't us, <laughs> you may not have noticed, but we pick up on these things sometimes. So that was one more thing that they threw at us this episode. It is. It was. And and I loved, uh, just to talk about when everyone switched back, I loved the montage. Oh, yeah. I loved nice. the music used. Um which I don't actually know what what song it was. Do you, Amy? No, I didn't. I didn't see that on the credits or look into that. I can though. Uh, we'll, we'll try and figure out what song that was. It was very beautiful. Um, I think, as, of course, the music department does an amazing job with that. It was great, um, and it, it was appropriate the trouble for what was going on. Right. Okay. And so we'll we'll talk quickly about Dwight and Gloria, who you know Adam Copeland, Jane Eastwood do a great job. Uh, with each other yeah we got some more humor in this episode although there was a lot more seriousness this episode with um gosh the storyline with dwight and his sister and uh, gloria getting shot by mara it was a lot more serious Listen, i have to um i'm gonna clap that out adam <laughs> copeland um that scene okay i've said it before that adam i i forget which episode he did a great job in a certain episode forget it this scene where he was talking with Jane Eastwood and, and Gloria Dwight, learning about his sister, which we had no idea he had, and right. the fact that her trouble activated and how he was devastated when he found out she died. Um, I loved, I. it's hard to say I loved the fact that you, you played shock and sadness you, so well. You appreciated but the, the ability I, of the actor in the scene. I saw, saw, I saw you, Adam. Great job. And I love that, too, because I didn't he didn't cry. Right. But you could tell he was upset. I didn't really expect that he would that, you know, Dwight would shed a tear because he's Dwight and he's the chief and he's leader right. of the guard and he's this bigger than life persona. And he kind of is this bigger than life person, um, especially that came out when Gloria was in his body. You know, he's this big, strong, powerful guy. I didn't really expect him to shed a tear, but he gave us the same amount of emotion as if he did. Absolutely. That was much better said than I said it. So <laughs> what she said, I agree and was trying to say. So yes, kudos to Adam Copeland for that scene. Um, I loved, loved them. Uh, but then we, we, we jumped to Nathan Duke, Mara. Yes. Right. And you know, this, this episode seemed to focus more on their switch naturally, of course. Um, and the two did a great job of, of, playing the other well we had uh nathan in duke's body and duke and nathan's body and of course we also had you know mara pretending to be audrey but we can focus on nathan and duke here right yes yes and you know what you got you got to say that there were a lot of revelations as well yeah with their switch um one duke goes commando but well, we know in real life Eric Balfour does that, so that wasn't a total revelation, at least to me. Was <laughs> <laughs> that TMI on my end? <laughs> I don't want to know how you know that. No, okay, okay, okay moving on. <laughs> and then two, 
Um, it's really weird when you can't feel yourself. Right. Anywhere. Yeah. So, I, I mean, mean, go ahead. They had that funny scene of Duke and Nathan's body, you know, slapping his face and Nathan and Duke's body like, come on, dude. <laughs> How long have you known me? Right. And, and it's true. How long have you known a man? You're surprised by that? Come on. I mean, I, I, I think the two, Adam, um, Eric Balfour, Lucas Bryant, you guys did a great job. Imitate. I don't know how many takes. There has to be a gag reel for this episode alone. Yeah. But, you know, with their switch, I like the idea because, of course, we know Nathan can't feel. So Duke is experiencing that inside Nathan's body, the lack of feeling. And because Duke is in this state right now where he's absorbed all these troubles and he's having all these bouts of excruciating pain, Nathan not only just got to live in Duke's body and feel nor normal feels, he got slammed with them. So Nathan went from the total opposite, from zero feeling to mega feeling, because, again, Duke is in this situation where he's fighting all these troubles. And it was just interesting how the switch worked out that way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it would have been nice for Nathan to just get a little bit of time feeling like a normal guy, like Duke normally feels. Yeah, no, it was definitely the extreme of not feeling the, yes. the entire opposite end. And, you know he handled it well as well as can be when you you're about to die you know trying to release that trouble and that's that's the thing right so you have nathan in duke's body trying to work with duke and nathan's body to figure out what they can do to get audrey out of mara right it is interesting um I confess I never thought of a reincarnation trouble, but I tend to believe what they're telling me on the screen and all these episodes leading up to this, uh, the old switcheroo part two, had us thinking they were going to pull Audrey out of the existing Mara. Well, not literally, but figuratively, right? Well, I always thought, and, and I guess it's because I was so focused on that, that I didn't even think about the, uh, the possibility of a split, that Audrey would overpower Mara and take right. over entirely bringing her to the bottom of the ocean. That's what we thought, right? And we thought we'd just have this one person. Yeah, that's what right. I thought. So I, I didn't Jamie. I was running down that road as well. Right. And so uh, we were so busy focused on that road that we didn't see the fork to go the <laughs> other direction. Exactly. I'm like, oh, so you went that way? Okay, I can join you over there. I'm, I'm not, yeah, good job. Now that, we, now that they did it and we see it, we're like, ha, that was pretty genius. Right, exactly. Hindsight and whatnot. We're like, oh. You played that really well. I didn't see that coming. And, and you know, Mara, I love the scene of Mara being locked in just when Nathan in Duke's body was trying to release the trouble to get Audrey right. to come out the first time. Her fear in that scene really shows how not immune she is to Duke's trouble. Exactly. And she was petrified and you came across as being so angry, but it was, it was rooted in her fear. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. it was. And yeah. that, that was very telling. And the relief she had and the reason she was trying to get to Jeffrey uh, is because she didn't want Duke to get control because if, if Duke got it, he would be more likely to release it. Right. Successfully. Yeah. Being more familiar with it. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't really notice back in the gibberish uh, uh, episode that Mara was not immune to that gibberish. And of course, Nathan or Duke in Nathan's body pointed that out to us in uh, right. the old switcheroo part two. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, speaking of that scene in the Freddy, uh, for those who don't know, Officer Rafferty, Rafferty 
is Lucas Bryant's real life wife. Yeah, Kirsty Hinchcliffe. She is married to Lucas Bryant. <laughs> so that scene of Duke <laughs> in Nathan's body, played by Lucas Bryant, with his wife, <laughs> uh, just added an extra. So if you don't know that, now that you know that, rewatch that scene and prepare to just kind of laugh. Yeah. Because I think it adds an extra dimension knowing that little tidbit. Right. And it was funny, too. That does add to it. But, you know, Duke uh, gets around, as we kind of thought. And there was another little secret revealed about Duke's life. <laughs> and, you know, you have to you have to accept some things are just going to happen. Right. Um, because the fact that Officer Rafferty didn't just open the door when she saw Nathan. Right. It's a little surprising to me. But uh-huh. maybe she didn't have the key. She couldn't get it. And then she just maybe she thought a trouble was happening. I don't know what it was but it gave yeah. us that funny scene so well i think she may have believed the folks at the freddy or and, and believed mara who was acting as audrey yeah. you know we didn't see a scene but we might be able to assume that audrey told officer rafferty that you know duke and nathan have gone crazy and i'm holding them in that room and i need to go resolve this issue and leave them in there right so you give yeah. them license for that and then exactly just enjoy the scene and then of course we get the the final confrontation yeah well, no, okay, let me back it up. Before we get the final confrontation, we get the boys finding Mara. Right. And then we get the moment that Duke in Nathan's body has been waiting for all day. <laughs> when he gets to zap Mara with that uh, taser belt. And, you know. How many times do you think that uh, uh, Emily Rose had to make that face? I, I just see uh, Nathan doing it from that William episode. Right, and Duke Duke got tased there too. And, right, um, and Dwight's been tased. Dwight got tased by Mara. So, so and this is more of a shock. But have uh, been able to have their moment of how do I act being tased? Now Emily finally got to do it, and she really went into it, which is more than a tase. She was shocked with fifty thousand volts or whatever, and you uh-huh. could just see she she was shocked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah. I, we all I think we all kind of enjoyed seeing Mara get that. Yeah, I think so. I think and so. knowing that, you know, Duke gave it to her, that was pretty cool. You know, you, you think about it, and you, you think Nathan's right. Uh-huh. You've been waiting to do that all day, haven't you? Exactly. We've been waiting all season for that. <laughs> well, especially because, you know, Mara was playing on him so much. Yeah. Uh, you know, he needed his little moment of revenge, if you will. Oh, and she's been teasing him about his trouble and how, you know, he's going to blow and all this kind of stuff. So if anybody really wanted to do it, it was Duke. Right. And actually, we got the, the final. Everyone has said it. We've all seen it. Duke in Nathan's body, which is ironic, finally said it and said, you know, um, actually, I'm not in love with Audrey. Remember, I'm Duke. Right. So Duke has Duke himself has finally said i am not in love with audrey we actually have the words now so hopefully and and you know i love the show i do but if i if i see that one scene even in a flashback or the intro again i it'll be too soon (laughs) i'm just i have to yeah it's just you know i didn't mind it so much except it i see it in every episode now it's been what four straight or something yeah, they've gotten way too much play out of that one short God. scene that really didn't mean anything to either character. Right. Eric Balfour was right. Never yeah. has a kiss gotten so much. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and then we get the final the final 
confrontation, the final moment. Well, right now that ever now that Duke's Duke and Nathan's Nathan, they have to try again to get Duke to release this trouble, this reincarnation trouble. Mm-hmm. So if they can do this, Audrey will come back. But you know the thing: both Duke and Nathan knew if they failed, Duke and Nathan would die. They were willing to take that chance. They were willing to sacrifice themselves. They needed to get Audrey back to safe haven. Um, you know, the this, this sacrifice theme runs through almost every episode of Haven, if you really think about it. Well, keep in mind, though, that when they actually did the uh, switch, the re- releasing the trouble or whatever, mm-hmm. that was, yes, there was a sacrifice previously. But when they after they switched, they took a chance because I think they, like us, thought they would not be releasing Audrey, but that Audrey would take over once they release Mara. Meaning if it worked, Audrey comes back. If it doesn't... Yeah, they thought they, thought they were getting Audrey back and getting rid of Mara. Yeah. Now we know they they kept Mara. They did get Audrey back, but they did not get rid of Mara. Right. And so, you know, Nathan... I, I, I think uh, Mara was shook a little bit um, when Nathan actually said, if Duke dies, you're next. Because... Right. Because you're no good. We, who needs you? There's no right. chance to get Audrey back. And he's right, because he always knows um, Audrey wouldn't let him die if she was around. Right. You know? And yeah. so... Because, like, even in uh, episode 501, the, the closing scene of episode 501 was Mara was going to shoot Nathan there. Well, she did shoot Nathan. Yeah. Uh, but she didn't kill him. Right. And, you know, it, it's kind of shown to us that Mara won't kill Nathan, we don't think. Um yeah, so she was shocked that Nathan would kill her. Well, and and he said it, right? He he had no there was no hesitation, there was no um laugh it off kind of thing. He said, right. you know, if well, if Dude's well, gone, there's no chance for me to get Audrey back and that leaves no reason for you to exist. Right, and that to me that was kind of so sad to me because you know, I I am an Audrey person, although I try not to be so Audrey on these podcasts, but I am. Um you know, Nathan was going to, again, have to sacrifice the love of his life, give up on Audrey for good. You know, I just kind of felt for him in that moment. It was it was kind of a small little moment, but I felt like, oh, my God, he's all this anguish and frustration and every emotion you could think of over Audrey and wanting her back and trying to get her back and seeing bits and pieces of her. And now, finally, again, just having to really, honest to goodness, let her go. Well, and I think I think that scene when he said that, because, you know, um, when Mara had come back and Duke had put the doubt in his mind about whether the one in the Freddy was Audrey or not, essentially saying, you know, she's been faking it for a while. Uh, if Duke is gone, that it kills all chances of Audrey for him. It just confirms that Audrey is gone. Yes. And, you know, to face that and to, to think about that is kind of kind of harsh. Very, very. But then we got Audrey back, which, you know. When they had the explosion, boom, everybody falls. Um, it was, <laughs> I loved Mara's line. That evil laugh, Emily Rose had that evil laugh going. Yeah. And then she goes, you're both idiots. I was actually really happy with that line. Okay. Because I was like, oh, sucks. That yeah, sucks. It, but you are was, idiots then. And her, her issuing that line or her speaking that line was made all the more awesome by the fact that she was proven wrong and she was the idiot because it worked. It was like, ha ha, the joke's on you now, Mara. Yeah, and, you know, Audrey was alive. Audrey's back. She's 
naked and back, but, you know, she sees Nathan, they hug, she says two words, thank you. But in the background, you see Mara being like, what the hell just happened? Exactly. How is she here? Right. So now we've got Amy, what you have been saying, we're going to have Audrey versus Mara. And, but let's talk a little bit about what it means now that we have both of them. Okay. So at this point, the, this is only speculation. Amy and I are just going back and forth with things we're thinking. Okay. Apologies if it's any, we, we try to avoid spoilers or anything we've heard from, but right now we're just going to go back and forth. So, okay. We got two, uh, you know what? It's not, we have Mara and we have Audrey. Right. But we don't know how the split has affected either of them. Right. So what does that mean? Does that mean all the immunity has flown to Audrey? Does that mean the immunity is all with Mara? Or do they both are they both immune to the troubles now? Right. We don't know that. We don't know that. We don't know if they're immune to each other for some reason. Can are, uh-huh. are they connected like William I- and Audrey were? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Is it a clear, clean cut? Right. Are we talking? And, yeah. So we have we have so many more questions now. But like for me, it's like now we have this evil Mara that we can treat her as the evil person who created the troubles, and she can't cure or end the troubles. So do we really need her around? But to your point, Amy, we might need to keep Mara safe or protected because what's her tie back to Audrey? Right. And the other thing, the other thing to keep in mind also is um, to what you were saying about good versus evil. Yeah, evil. Audrey's always been trying to protect the troubled, help the troubled. Right. right? right. That doesn't mean that she hasn't felt guilty for her role in it. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out too. And I'm, I kind of feel like it kind of. Uh, uh, tagging onto what you just said there, Amy. I feel like we kind of have the evil Mara and we have our good Audrey. Our good Audrey is back, who is the haven saver, if you will. Mm-hmm. She's good. She's loving. She helps the trouble. That's been her only mission. I kind of feel like she's back and she can focus on that, but it's not going to be that simple, right? No, I don't think it will be, but I, I think it'll be interesting to see. This is a different world of Haven, but you know, I started watching Haven because of... Audrey Parker. Right. You know, I loved how she was no nonsense, helping troubled, uh, trying to work out with, figure out her partner, Nathan Warnos. And she had this guy, Duke Crocker, who was hitting on her and she didn't know where he stood or what she was doing. I actually loved all their dynamics. And we have Mm -hmm. that now, but we have this new edge of Duke has troubles that have to be released because he'll die otherwise. Right. And so he doesn't need Mara to do it, apparently, but we don't know if we can get rid of Mara. And yet, so, you know, the guard is still upset with Mara. Right. They don't know Audrey's back. Right now, only three people know, four people know Audrey's back. Audrey, right. Mara, and keep Duke, that a secret to protect her. And Nathan, yeah. Yeah. And, but again, I, I kind of, I do like the idea that we have, okay, when I first found out that Audrey was Mara, that Audrey's original self was evil and created the troubles. I'm like, Audrey is not evil. (laughs) And so I kind of feel a little personally, I don't know if it's going to play out this way, but I'm a little happy because I feel like I said, we've got our good Audrey back. She's not evil. She doesn't have that. I'm Mara who created the troubles. She's Audrey now. She's her standalone person. And that person is Audrey. Well, Um, to what you're saying, I think it goes to what um, you and I at least have always thought is that 
you know, Audrey is her own person. I, I from the get, have always believed that before this whole personality thing came up, you know, uh-huh. uh, the fact that Audrey is now literally her own, her own person, person, right? There is no separate per- personalities. I think that holds true even more. Yes, yes. I think it's a, just a visual representation of the fact that, hey, this is Audrey. She's different from her past self that was trying to do this. And they couldn't be any more different. Right. So it's going to be interesting. I know, Amy, you're looking forward to this Audrey Mara showdown. I know that I think Audrey could take down Mara in a heartbeat. Um, but I did want to touch a little bit. And I, there's a spoiler here. I won't give it away. But to me, this was another piece of how Audrey is kind of human now. I think I see Audrey as almost completely human now, whatever she was before. I think she, we, they were leading us up to think she might have been a witch, especially if you watch the Haven Origins, those three webisodes. Um, but when Nathan killed Agent Howard, who was also in this episode, we haven't really had time to talk about him. Um, when, you know, Nathan killed Agent Howard, that stopped the cycle of the barn. So to me, Audrey became somewhat human then because she can't go into the barn anymore to stop aging. Mm-hmm. And now she's not tied to Mara anymore. She's her own individual self. To me, that makes her more human. And there's something that's coming up in a future episode that, to me, will make her more human as well. So that's an interesting little angle. I'm interested to see how that plays out as well. Whatever it ends up being, it's actually also going to be interesting to see how the return of Audrey plays on her relationships with everyone else, given what Mara has done and her guilt for Mm -hmm. at least knowing what happened while she was under, sort of, kind of struggling to stay on the surface, not be crushed. Uh-huh. And the fact, and, and you said it, I want Amara versus Audrey. <laughs> just even, I, you know what? Uh, Mara has done so much, right? Not just to everyone else, but also with the people she's loved. You know, the oh. torture she's done to Duke mentally, mm-hmm. uh, shooting Nathan, shooting right. Dwight. You know, she's well, done a lot. She she, revels in inflicting pain. She revels in hurting others. Right. How much guilt will Audrey feel with that? And how much revenge will she want? Our previous podcast, I've been asking that question forever. And I wonder if she'll be able to cope with it a little better because she's separate from Mara. Or to your point, Amy, she probably won't. Or maybe she will and she'll use helping the trouble as a way to make up for what Mara has done. Hopefully realizing it wasn't her that did it, but Mara. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if all these previous incarnations of of Audrey you know Sarah Lucy Veronica and all these if you know they all are part of Audrey and helped her become the haven saver like you know Audrey Parker had the original Audrey Audrey Parker FBI's life and and memories implanted in her but somehow is there also some part of you know all the efforts that Sarah did to help the troubled and all the efforts uh, that Lucy did to help the troubled do those somehow make it into Audrey as well I wonder. That's actually a good question. I mean, the fact that the memories are there, uh-huh. right? Because she, she, we know the memories come up for Audrey sometimes. Right. Right. They did in Reunion. Um, so qualities may have as well, but at the same time, they may not have. I think each Haven Saver was distinct in their own way, but other traits may have influenced them. Well, actually, yeah, I may not, what I'm saying, though, might not be true, because wasn't it in Sins of Our Fathers when she's in that scene with Nathan, they're sitting in the car, and she says, "Um, I just think this is who I am, I helped the trouble, that's who Audrey is, this is who I am, so. Well, that doesn't change just because she has the traits of others. 
that's her. true. Yeah. So yeah. I guess we'll see. But um, next week brings Brian Milliken's episode, Nowhere Man. Yes. And the sneak peek and the promo are up on Hulu and sci-fi.com slash right. Haven. You guys should check it out. It's I'm very excited for it because it looks like uh, there will be some troubles that need to be saved and a little relationship stuff going on and a little comedy and action, um, which let me, you know what, let me shout out some of the background actors, uh, Justine. Yes, Justine's on uh, on Twitter. She's a very active, so if you want to interact with somebody who's actually acted on Haven, follow her. She's in the preview. She's the one who apparently whacks uh, Audrey. So yes. uh, kudos, looking forward to the episode to seeing you. Uh, many others have been on Haven as well. The background actors help make Haven. So thank you guys for all that you do. Uh, just shouting out Justine because I saw her in the preview. Uh, but to yeah, all of have, you. Uh, Daryl Davis. Yes, the coroner. Yeah, Rob, who's done several security and fireman roles. He's on there. Yeah, and uh, then Stan. As well. Yeah. So everyone is there. And so um, kudos to you all. Thank you for what you do. And, and it must be a lot of fun. And so let's the, remind everybody, Amy, one last time. Yeah. As, as long as we're talking about the next episode, National Haven Day, because Audrey's back. Yes, tweet it every day. Tweet it into reality. Okay. <laughs> or at least in my mind. Okay. All right, guys, till next time. Peace. This is Revisiting Haven.